Turn with me to Psalm 107 this morning. Book of Psalms and Psalm 107. It's my honor to be here. I'm excited about it. Been looking forward to it. And now I wish I didn't have to preach after those other two men preached. I really enjoyed that. What a blessing it was. And thank you for your faithfulness and your testimony. And I really appreciate what you did, what you did for us this morning. It was a help to us. And I won't forget it. I'll remember that, uh, those two messages. I liked it too because you got a lot done in a short amount of time. That's convicting right there. Now the, the pressure is on. I thought, man, the limit, the average about 10 to 15 minutes. I don't know how to do that. I usually go about 12 minutes. Anyway, all right, Psalm 107. It's been good to be in Georgia. I've been in Georgia for a week now and began last Sunday preaching over on the other side of the state. And we're in a meeting with Brother Mark Stroud this week. And I'll go back there and preach tonight. But I'm so honored Brother Sutherland gave me the opportunity to drive over this morning and to be with you this morning. And I'm praying God will meet with us. Here's what I don't know. I don't know what God's going to do. But I know God wants to do something, and God's got plans, and I'm praying God will show himself uh, in our midst, manifest himself in our midst. It's good to have some men that came with me this morning, and it's good to have Brother Joe Motes. He's from Brother Joe Arthur's church. Parker Fallor, his dad is Pastor Tim Fallor down in Florida. And then John Michael Henderson, his dad pastors as well. And these men are with us over at the camp. All preachers, and they can all preach pretty good. But don't give them a chance today. I want to hurry up and get back on the road after Brother Morgan. I'm looking forward to hearing Brother Morgan preach. And appreciate him and his friendship and how God uses him. And again, thank you, preacher, for the opportunity. And it was an honor to preach back in September at the church. And appreciate the testimony of this place. We stopped as we got into town at Dollar General. And we interrupted the women. They were out front in the parking lot taking selfies of each other in front of Dollar General. And you don't see that all the time, but we got to see it today. And uh, we interrupted them, and they went back in there and got to work a little bit. And they saw us dressed in suits, and I think they were nervous. And I think they thought we were from the government or something like that, or Mormons or something like that. But anyway, we said, we're from corporate headquarters. Not really. But they said, what are y'all doing? And we said, we're going to a meeting. And, and they, the other men, they left. And I was in the restroom, came out and heard the ladies talking. They said, they're going down there to where Sammy Allen was. And they began talking about him. And, and then when I walked out, they said, we're praying for that meeting down there. And I thought about the legacy and the testimony. And people in the area, whether or not they ever came to church, they know who the man of God was. And I'm glad they know who the man of God is. And thank God for how he's still blessing this place. Psalm 107, if you're able to stand, you can stand with me. If you're not able, that's fine. You just stay seated. We'll read just the two verses of scripture this morning and I'll give you the thought God's laid in my heart. And I pray it'll be an encouragement and a help to you. Psalm 107, here's what the Bible said. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of of the enemy. If you read down through the rest of this psalm, it says it several different times that Israel got in trouble. In verse 6, it says God delivered them. And then it goes through another testimony how Israel rebelled and got in trouble. And in verse 13, it said God saved them. Then you read on down further and you get to verse number uh, 19, it said He saveth. Then you get down to verse number 28. There's another testimony. Israel got in trouble, and guess what God did? God did what God does. He bringeth them out. Over and over, again and again, God shows himself to be good in the life of his people, and he delivers. He doesn't just deliver, but he delivers. And he delivers, and he keeps on delivering. And this entire psalm is really just a story. It's a song about how God is in the business of bringing his people out. When they get in trouble, he brings them out. When they rebel, he brings them back. When they're in battle, he wins the battle. God delivers his people. 
And it says here at the beginning of it, God's been good. You ought to say thank you because God's been good. But I like what it said in verse number two. It said, if you've been redeemed, you ought to say so. If he's brought you out, you ought to say something about it. If he's delivered you, you ought to say something about it. If he rescued you, you ought to say you ought to say something about it. If you're in a battle and he won it for you, you ought to say something about it. For a little while this morning, and I won't be very long, I want to preach on this thought. Let me just say so for a second. Let me just say so for a second. Lord, I pray for your power. I pray for liberty. Thank you for these good people and this good place and this good preacher. I pray you'd bless it. Uh, thank you for the meeting so far. I pray ten, uh, to this morning that you'd move in a powerful way. Thank you for the men of God who've already preached. I pray for Brother Morgan as he'll stand here in just a few minutes. I pray you'd meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Redemption is one of the foundational concepts of the Bible. And redemption is one of the fundamental doctrines of Christianity. It's a bedrock truth. It's a big truth. And if you're saved, it's a blessed truth. I was reading and one man said, Redemption is the spring from which all the rivers of God's grace flow. Job made the statement and said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. In regards to our salvation, the concept of redemption is comprehensive. By that I mean it covers the entire spectrum of every aspect of what goes into God saving the soul of a sinner. In fact, if you want to summarize the entirety of your Bible, we can summarize the story of the Bible with two words. The first word is ruin. And we find that unfolding in the Garden of Eden as man falls into sin. And throughout the Scripture, we find the story of ruin. But I'm glad the second word is that word redemption. The Bible's not just a story of the fall of man, but it's also the story of how God's long arm can reach further down than man can reach up. And though man stepped in and ruined it, God stepped in and redeemed man. You survey the word of God and you'll watch as the theme runs from chaos to order. It goes from darkness to light. It goes from sin to salvation. It goes from bondage to liberty. And it goes from law to grace. You can't read the Bible, but what you find redemption in the Bible through and through. I'll say it like this. Redemption is the golden thread that binds the entire Bible together. For the Christian we can sing the hymn and it can be our personal testimony. Not just a good song, but it's a good truth. Ever since by faith I saw the stream His wooing flow, his flowing wounds supplied. Redeeming love has been my thing and it shall be until I die. Redemption's a truth that takes place in the very first book of the Bible. In Genesis, God reveals it to Abraham that a day would come when his seed would be in bondage in Egypt. But God would redeem them. God would bring them out of their bondage. In Exodus 6 and verse 6, we find the first mention of the word redeemed. There the Bible says, and I will rid you out of their bondage and I'll redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. I was studying the word redemption. In the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, it says redemption is the act of pro 
procuring the deliverance of persons or things from the possession and power of captors by the payment of an equivalent ransom as the redemption of a prisoner taken in war deliverance from bondage or deliverance from distress in Exodus and in Leviticus the Old Testament law of redemption is recorded you study out the Old Testament and you'll find that redemption's provided for people in a number of different circumstances redemption was provided for those who've been sold into slavery redemption was provided for those that had a debt that they could not pay redemption was provided for those who'd been murdered by the hand of another and redemption was provided for those that were destitute and had lost their spouse the act of the redeemer was to step in and get everything back that was lost by the one in need of redemption what that means is this in slavery the redeemer can set the slave at liberty in debt the redeemer could pay off and settle the debt in a murderous death that redeemer could restore the name of the one whose life had been taken in the case of a widow that redeemer could step in and be the bridegroom to that widow redemption was a wonderful thing in the old testament it gave hope it offered mercy it extended grace and i'd say it was worthy of a say so redemption repaid and they ought to say so redemption restored and they ought to say so redemption revived and they ought to say so redemption recompensed and they ought to say so redemption rewarded and they ought to say so it was redemption that got Isaac off the altar it was redemption that got Israel out of Egypt it was redemption that got Ruth back in the family it was redemption that got Naomi to be blessed again it was redemption I'd say today that if Isaac could come I'd say Isaac would say time out let me say so for a second I think today that if Ruth could come she'd say let me testify and just say so for a second I think those Hebrew children that came by way of the blood would stand and say let me just say so for a second I think Naomi would say I used to be bitter but now I'm blessed I'm full again let me just take a minute and say so you study out redemption and you find God would redeem individuals God could redeem nations and God could redeem personal assets in the Old Testament redemption was God's promise and God's program of full deliverance in every area of life for his people redemption is a wonderful Bible truth Psalm 107 is a song about the faithfulness of God to deliver his people. In this psalm, we don't have a record of God just delivering his people, but we have a record of God repeatedly over and over again delivering his people. You might have wondered in this tabernacle this morning a little bit sideways with God and you're looking for some kind of fault in him. Well, I'll just say this. You'll find no grounds for grumbling about God if you look in the area of deliverance because God God never has, God never will, and God cannot fail to deliver his people. He's always there every time, right on time, just when you need him. Thank God that's who he is. God has delivered, God will deliver, and he's delivering at the moment. If you read down through the psalm, it tells us God's people were in a battle and God fought for them. God's people strayed and God brought them back. God's people stumbled and God picked them up. God's 
people were hungry and then God fed them. God's people were distressed and then God delivered them. It reminds me of the song that says over and over again and again God's been faithful. You're here this morning. I dare you. Tell me a time he's not been faithful. Tell me a moment his mercies weren't new. You can't take me to a place. You can't take me to a time. You can't give me an illustration where God ever failed. Where God said uh oh. Where God came up short. Where God had wet powder. No God's always stepped in. God's always met the need. God's always cast out the net. God's always been the lifeline. God's always shown up. Oh amen. He's always brought the walls down. Our God is able to deliver thee. In the second verse of the chapter, here's the theme of the entire text summed up. This verse is a sentence sermon. Really, it stands on its own. It's a scripture that needs nothing else to support the content. In this verse, the writer lays out the responsibility and also what ought to be a natural response to anyone who's been delivered by the good hand of God. In in verse number two, here's what it says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I like that word redeemed and I like that word for that phrase say so. Basically here's what it's saying. If you've been brought out or you've been bought back it's worth talking about. That phrase say so means to testify. That word say so means to rejoice in. That word say so phrase means to get happy over it. That phrase say so means say on. That word phrase say so means tell it. It's like the psalmist saying this if you read this song and you fit the description of its lyrics if there was ever a time when you needed help if there was ever a day you were in a battle if there was ever a moment you sailed through a storm if there was ever a second you felt overwhelmed if ever there was ever a time you found yourself outnumbered if you ever found yourself destitute and broken and at a loss you ought to take a moment clear off some space say I'm sorry beforehand because it's going to get out of control of me and just brag on the fact that God got you out of it. He won your battle. He fought your fight. He navigated your storm and he met your need. If I could put it in my own words, I think he's preaching it like this. If you got victory over an adversary, you ought to say so. If you were in bondage and now you're not, you ought to say so. If you lost it all and got it back, you ought to say so. If you fell and he restored you, you ought to say so. If you're a widow and now you're married, you ought to say say so. If you're on the outside and now you're in, you ought to say so. I say say on. I say tell it. I say testify. I say let me hear it. Redemption is for those that couldn't do it for themselves. Redemption's for those that didn't have the funds. Redemption's for those that didn't have the power. Redemption's for those that didn't have the means. Redemption's for those that didn't have the name. Redemption's for those that didn't have the standing. But thank God Redeemer could step in and take care of the situation. The Psalms are a reminder to Israel that God's been good in their life and they ought not cease to shout over the fact they've been redeemed. Over and over again in the Old Testament, the song 
It could be sung if you're here because God brought you out of bondage. Say so. If you're here because God paid your debt, say so. If you're here because you were wrapped in chains and God set you free, you ought to say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I want to ask you a question today. Have you been redeemed? Have you been brought out? Have you been bought back? Have you been lifted up? Have you been set free? Did God stand in your stead? Then you ought to take a minute and say so. What does that mean? You ought to praise God for it. You ought to glorify God for it. You ought to thank God for it. You ought to worship God for it. You ought to extol God for it. You ought to exalt God for it. You ought to lift Him on high. God's been good. I'd say that. I like that hymn. I'd say that songwriter from Psalm 107 agree with it. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I said it earlier, redemption's a wonderful thing in the Old Testament. But I'm glad it didn't stop with Malachi. I'm glad it didn't end in Egypt. I'm glad it didn't run out on Ruth. In fact, I'm glad the redemption found in the Old Testament is just a foretaste. It's just an opening act. It's just the door of the main course that comes to us in the New Testament. It was pretty good in the Old, but it's a lot better in the New. If the Old Testament Israelite could say so over that Old Testament redemption, then how much the more can a New Testament blood-washed and born-again child of God take some time to say so over our New Testament redemption. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing because I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed. Redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory. Christ is mine. Psalm 107 is not just for them. Psalm 107 is for you and I today. We had an adversary but God gave us victory we were also in bondage but God set us free we had a debt we couldn't pay but God paid our debt thank God for that we were widowed and orphaned and God got us back in the family like Naomi I was broken like Ruth I was cast out like Israel I was a slave like Isaac I was close to judgment like Esau I lost my inheritance but thank God for redemption I might not be rich, but I'm redeemed. I might not be renowned, but I'm redeemed. I might not be well-known and respected, but I'm redeemed, and we ought to say so. We ought to say so. We've been redeemed. Whoa, we've been redeemed by the Lord, delivered by His hand, bought with a price, ransomed from a fall. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Thank God for redemption. I'm not going to hell. I don't have to worry about wrath. I'm not headed for judgment. I got a mansion on streets of gold. I didn't marry that. I didn't earn that. I'm not worthy of that. I don't deserve that. But I get all that and some more. Why? I've been redeemed by love, by mercy, by grace, by His goodness, by His hope. Thank God for Jesus. I'm redeemed. Amen. I just say so. We'll say so. We'll say so about our bass we caught. We'll say so about the deer we shot. We'll say so about our stock market. We'll say so about the gas prices. We'll say so 
about Biden. We'll say so about our truck. We'll say so about our family. And that's okay. We'll say so about our church. We'll say so about whatever it is. But when's the last time you call time out to shout over the fact you're not going to hell anymore? You don't owe a debt anymore. You're not a slave to sin anymore. You've been set free. Why? Because we got a redeemer. It's amazing to me. I'm not going to hell. I don't deserve that. I've been redeemed. Let me say so. Woo! I've heard enough about arthritis and bursitis and gingivitis. Hey man, what about redemption? The average Christian can tell you the weather, their sugar count, and their heart rate, but they won't tell you about the day they got born again. Redeemed. Let me just say three quick things and I'll, I'll get out of the way. I have been redeemed. Past tense. 1 Corinthians 1.30, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Romans 3.24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for it made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the right of God in him for as much as you know that you're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. No, but what with the precious blood of Christ. Creation was a great work, but redemption's the greater work. Creation took the breath of God. My redemption cost God his blood. I'm thankful for the day on that middle tree. The Son of God suffered in agony for my sin. He was nailed to that cross in my stead. It should have been me and it should have been you. He didn't know a debt. He wasn't a slave. He hadn't been a castaway. He hadn't fallen and needed picked up. But he took my place. Greater love hath no man than that. That a man would lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus stepped in. He went where I couldn't go. He did what I couldn't do. And as those hammers nailed his hands and feet to the cross, they chimed out my redemption song. Every drop of blood that hit the ground cried out, I'm paying it in full. Redeemed redeemed, redeemed I owe a debt and the blood of Christ paid it, I was a slave and the blood of Christ set me free I was in bondage and the blood of Christ was my liberator I was in a battle and the blood of Christ conquered my enemy I was cast off and the blood of Christ made me nigh again unto the Lord, Jesus walked in I fulfilled every type of the Old Testament sinner in need of redemption and Christ fulfilled every Old Testament type of the one able to redeem. Thank God as a sinner, I fit it. And as a Savior, he mashed it. I faced a gulf bigger than the Red Sea. I was in bondage worse than that of Pharaoh. I was more of a slave than old Hagar. I was more destitute than Naomi. I was more of a stranger than Ruth. But I can say so today because I've been redeemed. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now if I was you, I wouldn't get real excited about that either. I don't think I'd get real fired up about it. I think I'd stay real calm this morning. I mean, if I was you, I'd go ahead and shout over my Facebook and brag on my new car. But I'd be real quiet about the fact that God shed his perfect, spotless, sinless blood for my sin. No, no, no. I wouldn't get real excited about that if I was you. 
unless I believed my Bible. And if I believed my Bible, I'd go to Psalm 107 where it says, let the redeemed of the Lord be quiet. No, let the redeemed of the Lord sit silent. No, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You ought to be tearing up the carpet, hitting the altar, running around the building, saying, hey, it's good to be saved by the grace of God. I have been redeemed, past. Secondly, I am redeeming, present. Ephesians 5, 4 through 16. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. I got a past and a present redemption. Now as I live, I ought not be living for self. I ought not be living for me. But since he gave his life for mine, I ought to live my life for him. And every second that ticks off the time clock of my life, I'd invest that in something of eternal value. Amen. We sing this on his life for mine, but my concern is my life for his. Let me give you the third one and I'll get out of the way. Number three, not only am I redeemed and I am redeeming, but watch this, I'll be redeemed. <laughs> one day there's a redemption coming. It comes via resurrection and rapture in spite of death and in spite of decay and in spite of decades of burial and dirt there's a day coming when the soul that has been redeemed will get a new redemption body growing up we always had a garden in west virginia and if you have a garden in west virginia then the garden's like that uh, there's no level ground there everybody always makes fun of me and says you have one leg shorter than the other and i do and i get no scholarships or special parking privileges or anything for it but uh, we, we have a garden and you go you go to that garden and you go till that soil and things and you plant the seed down there and, and that's not the last you're going to see of that thing you're going to see that again but it's going to look different than when than when you planted it you take that old seed and put it in the ground and i tell you there's something happening and you can't see it i mean you don't notice it but god in his timing makes it god God in his timing makes it happen. God allows the sun to heat the soil. He causes the rain to saturate the ground. God lets that germination process, that changing takes place. We can't see it happen, but you better believe it. Here before long, that little seed that you planted, it comes up out of the ground, but it doesn't come out the way that it, it doesn't come out the way that it went in. It went in one way and it comes out another way. It doesn't look the same. It's got a different characteristic about it. You planted it in hope and it springs forth in promise with a new body. It's impossible to science, unbelievable to the skeptic. I can't really comprehend it, but one day the same thing is going to happen to every child of God that we planted in the dirt. Thank God, just like Lazarus, that same voice that said, Lazarus, come forth, is going to call, split the eastern sky. And my Bible says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at that last trump, the graves are going to open. The dead in Christ will come out. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord. I'll have a new life. I don't understand it. I don't know how a little acorn can get planted and make a big old oak tree, and that's okay. I can't understand how God can take a body, let it decompose and fragment in the ground, and then pull it all back together into a glorified body. But my Bible tells me that one of these days, those lost at sea, those burned in the furnace, those devoured by the beast, those dead for generations, those who still have unsettled soil on their graves, when the trumpet blast they're going to come out of there and there's a redemption to wit the redemption of the body in the twinkling of it I changed with them to be all the living saints to rise to that jubilee we don't have to sorrow as them who have no hope because the grave isn't a period it's a comma there's more to the story 
Ephesians 4.30 tells me, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. There's a lot more Bible verses. I won't take the time. I thought about this. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Man, I'm glad some things don't resurrect. Isn't that a blessing? You won't need that walker. Amen. I'm glad wrinkles don't resurrect. Arthritis doesn't resurrect. Amen. Scars don't resurrect. Pain in your body doesn't resurrect. Cancer doesn't resurrect. Dim eyes don't resurrect. Deaf ears don't resurrect. Thank God diseases don't resurrect. Bald spots. Some of y'all could shout there for a minute. Bald spots. Amen. They don't resurrect. Scars don't resurrect. I think about the Lord. When Jesus came up out of his tomb, you know what he left behind? The grave clothes. You know what we're going to leave behind when we come out of ours? That old life. Amen. The old flesh. We're not going to take it with us onto the other sign. Think about it. Fashion like Jesus, yet still me and you. I can't explain it. We'll know even as we are known. Resurrection day, rapture day, a reunion day. The redemption of our body. This is a body of death, but we're going to get a body of life. This is a body of pain, but we're going to get a body of peace. This is a body of corruption, but we're going to get a body that is incorruptible. This is a body of mortality, but we're going to get a body that is immortal. This is a body that is earthly, but we're going to get one that is heavenly. This body is like the first Adam. Our second body is like that second Adam. This body falls to the dust. That one rises from the dust on up to glory. Amen. A little boy was walking with his daddy through the graveyard and they saw all these different graves and they saw a dug, freshly dug grave with the dirt still piled up. That little boy looked in there and said, huh, one of them got out. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, all of us going to get out. Yeah. Amen. Waiting for my body to be. Amen. Redemption. You might not have a lot, but you got more than you think. If you're here today and you've been redeemed. You ought to say so. I don't know where you're from. I don't know your backstory. Some of you have been saved out of crazy things. Some of you were saved from a nursery. Took the same amount of grace either way. You ought to say so. Lord, I pray that you'd help us today. Thank you for the Bible and the truth that's in it. Bless Brother Morgan as he comes in Jesus' name. Amen.